0: SealingGodspeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. Sealing God's people? Yes. Sealing God's people. Because on the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord Jesus visited us. A visitation from our Lord speaking to me. Saying, seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east heaven to seal the Living of God. So send I you. We took this very seriously. We were in Kilgoras, Transmary, Kenya, Africa, after speaking to or preaching to a Maasai tribal church uh, there in Transmary. The time and the visitation was so strong that we knew that it was very important to the Lord that we obey and get this word out. The signs of the time are here. Of course, we know that famine, pestilence, sword, noise, and beasts, earthquakes, in divers places, wars, and rumors of wars. Everyone knows that. But when he said, "Seal my people by my word," the servants of God in their forehead, we're talking Revelation seven. We're talking a time when there's going to be famine, pestilences, sword, noise, and beasts. Let's take a look. COVID nineteen. Well, of course, it will be uh, just another plague another influenza but it's getting worse and worse and it is pandemic all the nations of the world are having to deal with it but at this same time we have the weather patterns we're here in east Texas where we are through Louisiana Mississippi we had 40 tornadoes hit in the month of April destroying homes businesses And at the same time, we have a locust plague, a physical locust plague in Africa. People without food literally trampling over each other, some being killed in trying to obtain food that was sent in. Now, we understand those are signs of the times. But how close are we to the coming of the Lord? when the Lord said, seal my people by my word, as the angel ascending from heaven, the east heaven to seal of the living God, so send I you. We know that it's a time for the people of God to understand the words of the book of this prophecy. Now that has been averted by the devil in many different denominations saying, well, you're gonna be pre-tribulation raptured out of this world, so don't concern yourself with the apocalypse or any apocalyptic books. Ezekiel, Daniel. Don't even read the book of the Revelation. Because it has nothing to do with you. Thinking that the rapture happened in Revelation 4.1. A uh, door was open to me in heaven. I heard a voice as of a trumpet talking, talking with me. Saying, come up hither and I will show you things that will come to pass hereafter. And they think that's the rapture. It's a higher glory, not a rapture. And because the ministers do not weep between the porch and the altar, awake you drunkards and howl, for the new wine is cut off from you, the new thing that God is doing before his coming. We are not going to understand this in the sweet by and by. Believer, saints of God, it is now. That God is revealing his word. It is now. That the seals of this book. Are being opened. It is now. That the work of the ministry. Will be coming to pass for those. That have an ear to hear. What the spirit is saying to the churches. It is imperative essential. It is a necessity. For us to hear. What the spirit is saying to the churches. And that is the work of the ministry. He gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. Some evangelists. Some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. Somebody said. Well you can't be perfect as long as you're down here. In the flesh. That's a lie. Because we've been told. As long as you're in the flesh. You can't be perfect. You cannot live above sin. When the Lord Jesus. Has told us. Be you perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That is a requirement. God is holy, therefore be ye holy, for I am holy. He's a holy God. So he gives us exceedingly great and precious promises whereby we can escape the corruption of the world through lust, whereby we may be made partakers of his divine nature. Now that is uh, through the word of God, and God cannot lie that these two immutable truths that God cannot lie and he is faithful. He's faithful and true. He cannot deny his word. And it's through the word by that spirit of God, the Holy Ghost that will lead us and guide us into all truth. Not in the sweet by and by, but Now, before the second advent of our Lord Jesus Christ, when he comes the second time without sin unto salvation, we have been visited by our Lord Jesus specifically to admonish God's people to be sealed in their foreheads by that Holy Ghost through the word, through the word, sanctify them through that truth. That word is truth. This is a word that is revealed to us, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to him to show unto his servants things that must shortly come to pass. What things? The things of faith. Faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. When Jesus was going to the cross, the Gethsemane, the time of his hour was coming that he should give his life a ransom for many to redeem us that were under the law. He turned to his disciples and said, I have many things to tell you disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. That's the wrong season. But when the comforter has come, the Holy Ghost, he'll speak of me for all that the Father has given, is given unto me. Therefore, I said he would speak of me and show you things that will shortly come to pass. That is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul put it this way. I hath not seen nor ear heard. Neither hath entered into the heart. The things that God hath prepared for them that love him. But is revealed by the spirit. Not in the sweet by and by. Now. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea the deep things of God. What Jesus said. I will liken him to a wise man. That dig deep and founded a rock. Christ, the revelation of Christ, the work of Christ, the work of the ministry. And he built his house upon the rock, but he dig deep. He didn't take just one verse and say, that's it. I'm saved, sanctified. I'm on my way to heaven because we're supposed to sanctify ourselves holy, both spirit, soul, and body. How do you sanctify yourselves? Through the word. Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy word is truth. That requires us In order to do the will of God, as we have spoken in other broadcasts and podcasts, that the only way a person, a saint of God, can do the will of God is through obedience to the word and hearing the the individual's willing and ministry, whatever their ministration is, to do it. Not just to hear the word, but to do the word. We have to do the will of God. Some may be called to preach. Some may be called to an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Others may be called for governments, helps, workers of miracles. All these are different ministrations, but the same spirit. And you, as a member of the body of Christ, are members in particular. In order for the body of Christ to come together, each individual particular member must be in obedience to do the will of God. And then it will stand up a great army. In Ezekiel 37, we find that Ezekiel, that Ezekiel, that is uh, uh, the strength of God, strength of God. Same as Boaz. That was one of the legs of the pillars of Solomon's temple, Boaz, uh, Joachim and Boaz. Joachim, God, uh, will provide. And Boaz strengthened of God same as Ezekiel and in Ezekiel we find that that through Ezekiel that we are to be sealed in Ezekiel 9 that sealing is only for ones that are crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem, done in the church and he said that at that time there would be six men with a destroying weapon in their hand and then there was another that had a rider's inkhorn by his side. A rider's inkhorn by his side is a graphi. In other words, to seal, to set a mark upon the foreheads of them that are crying and sighing for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem. In other words, lift up, spare not, show my people their sins. Him that knoweth that do good and doeth it not to him and his sin. What do? Do good. That they may see your good works and glorify your father, the Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. Well, what is that work? It's the work of the ministry. And that mark that we find in Ezekiel 9, when we look at the mark, it is a tab. It's not a loft, Beth, Gobel, Dale, Ha. It's all the way through the tab. It's not the first letter of the ABCD It's the last letter of the Hebrew ABCD which is the longest chapter in your Bible in Psalm 119 and each one of those uh letters have is an attribute of Jesus and has eight eight verses in under it eight being the new beginning Jesus is the first beginning of the creation of God when he died on the cross it changed everything by his righteous holy blood everything changed in the cosmos cosmos he's the first beginning of that creation of God that he has the preeminence in all things and that work, the work of the ministry, is given for us to know the work of the ministry. He gave us a fivefold apostle, prophets, evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. But nobody is uh, uh, concerned about the work of the ministry. They gather for corn and wine, have a great meeting in the Holy Ghost, which is wonderful in praise and worship. But we worship him in spirit and in truth. And charity rejoices in the truth. Bond is not itself, not easy, puffed up, seeketh not its own. It always prevails. And charity is, uh, is a final glory that we, as the body of Christ, must obtain. Because we add, have to add to our faith virtue. Being a virtuous woman. Not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but growing up into Him, Jesus, in all things. The things of faith. Virtuous that virtue being honest hearted with God And we add to that faith virtue virtue knowledge my people perish for lack of knowledge Not knowledge of the world but knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and the knowledge then temperance Temperance is self-control the man of God must be temperate in all things self-control rule his spirit. Well then temperance patience that after you've done the will of God you have need of patience that you may receive a full reward. And tribulation, trouble worketh patience. Patience worketh experience, and experience worketh hope. Hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. Well, now from patience we get into godliness, the God life. God was manifest in the flesh. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the mystery of godliness, the mystery of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory leading us and guiding us into all truth. Not some truth, all truth. First John two twenty said uh, that that Jesus, you are complete in him, and you have need of nothing. Well that Holy One. You know all things, and you know all truth, and no lies of the truth. You don't have any need that any man teach you, for you have an unction from the Holy One. It's a one God message. It's a Jesus only message. It's the true Jesus that God is going to break down all denominational walls and bring his whole body into one with no barriers, no denominational barriers at all with Christ. The head and you, the members of the body of Christ, making the full body of Christ in a great army that is going to for the work literally prepared for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry. And that's what we're covering in this podcast, this broadcast. What is the work of the ministry? The ministry is the ministry of Jesus. Where did we get this? Well, in Daniel 9, Daniel 9, 24 through 27, we find that 70 weeks of atonement upon thy holy city, Jerusalem, to rebuild and to restore Jerusalem. And we find it even in troublous times, seal of the vision, uh, and make an end of sins, end of transgressions. And to anoint the most holy, the most holy, not a person, but the most holy place. In other words, tabernacles coming out of Pentecostal, the Pentecostal movement that we see in Acts, the second chapter, the Pentecostal reign in that season of Pentecost until the Feast of Tabernacles in the Feast of Charity. Well, how do you get the charity? Well, you had to add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. Then godliness is that God life there, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But the mystery of iniquity will be working in those members that do not and will not heed the word of God. That's a mystery of iniquity that doth already work. That mystery of iniquity is the law of the members. Paul, even though he had the Holy Ghost in Romans 7, said uh, that which I would do, that I, I don't. That which I would not do, that I do. Therefore, I find in my members a law. That's that law, not the law of the spirit of life, but that law of sin and death. Working in his members, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the lust there that is of the world. Any man love the world, the love of the Father is not any." But whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. And he said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? That's his members. That that mystery of iniquity, that doth already work. You see, the flesh is enmity or an enemy of the spirit, and the spirit is an enmity or enemy of the flesh. These war against each other. And Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? From the body of this death. I thank God through Christ Jesus. My Lord. For we which walk. In the law of the spirit of life. Shall not fulfill. Shall not fulfill. The lust of the flesh. There's the two. Mystery of iniquity. Versing the mystery of godliness. The mystery of God. Christ in you the hope of glory. And that work. Of the ministry is through the Holy Ghost in obedience to the truth. We find in Romans 5 that by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin. Our great, 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 great grandfather Adam sinned and brought forth death upon all mankind. For all of sin that come short of the glory of God, none good, no, not one. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one unto sin unto death, though the obedience of one unto life unto righteousness as uh, sin reigned by death now grace reigns through righteousness, what is that? Jesus proceeded from the Father came into the world, went back to the Father if water proceeds from a waterfall down into the river that's the same water that was on the waterfall that's in the river he said, I proceeded from the Father, same spirit came into the world, death, burial, and resurrection, and I went back to my Father. Only one spirit. The spirit, Jesus, the Son of God, and the spirit of the Father is one in the self, same spirit. There's your Jesus-only doctrine. He is the Christ. Christ is that spirit, first and foremost, always has been the spirit of God. So that revelation is the foundation for this truth that we're going to. Uh, in the last days and the work of the ministry bringing forth Christ in you, the hope of glory there. Jesus said that he is one with the father. I and my father one, John ten thirty. 30 heist one in the self-same spirit, not whom, not in a union, not in a hypostatic union that we've been taught in a Trinitarian doctrine, which is false. So God will break down all these false doctrines, all these doctrines of dogmas, That we've been taught over the years, the tradition of the elders, which have made the word of God in an effect. And he will lift up the true, his true name, the true Jesus, the real Jesus. And that is the revelation of Christ. If any man abide not in the doctrine of Christ, he hath not God. Second John nine. That doctrine of Christ, that Christ is that spirit, always has been the spirit of God. He is the father, word, the Holy Ghost. He is El Shaddai, Elohim. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. They find that in First Peter 1, verse 10, 11. That's, fine. That's the foundation, the bedrock for which you will build this house upon. What's the house? That is the house you, individual members of the body of Christ, making but one body. One body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who's above all, the Father of all, and in us all. Ephesians 4. That revelation of Christ is the bedrock. It's the foundation for the church. And most don't even have the right foundation, thinking that, well, there's a Trinity God, there's God Jr., the second person of the Godhead. No, there's not. Never was, never has been. That was a false doctrine that came out 325 A.D. in the Council of Nicaea in the Nicene Creed. And then we came up with the God-man in 451 in the Chalcedonian definition. That he's God on his father's side, son of God, and on his mother's side, he's human, therefore son of man versus the God-man. That is a lie. The son of man is the kingdom office of the Spirit. It has nothing to do with flesh. Or we find in John 3.13, no man at the center up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. The Son of Man is the kingdom office. He's the head with the body. If you have Christ in you, the hope of glory, you are in that one singular body of Christ. And your members in particular, but only one body. You are the body of the Christ. Christ is that spirit. There's your foundation, there's no other foundation can be laid, then what is laid? Which is Jesus Christ. But Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, is not Jehovah Jr. is salvation. Jehovah is salvation. Emmanuel, God with us. Not God Jr., not a second person of God Godhead. Christ, Jesus Christ. Christ is Habakkuk. He is the Messiah. Who is this Christ? 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 says that all the Old Testament prophets that's Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi. Search diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That's a capital S. Christ is that Spirit. He is God. He has always been God. All things were made by Him. Christ, the Word. Christ is all in and all. He's all the offices of God. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He's El Shaddai, the Almighty. He is Elohim. All the plurality of God's attributes. That's the Lord Jesus, the Christ. That's a revelation of Christ. That's a revelation of that spirit. That he is the wonderful counsel, the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6. He is that that child that was born, that son that was given and the government that shall rest upon his shoulder. Singular shoulder. The cross is the only thing that rested upon Jesus's shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, not the everlasting son, the everlasting father. There's your revelation. Christ, that, that Christ, that revelation of Christ is the foundation for which the church is built. Matthew 16, when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man am? Well, the church says, well, the son of man, he's just a fleshly man. Christ is just a man of flesh. Missed it already. Total in error. Well, that's what they were taught. Still, the tradition of those who made the word of God in that effect. We have to know the truth and thy word is truth. And he asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Some say you're John the Baptist, Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Who do you say I am? I am that am. Who do you say I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. In other words, Christ, you are that spirit. You are that father of glory. You are. The elf should die. the almighty God, the Elohim, all that God is. You are that God. Thou art the Christ. Who is that? The son of the living God. Why don't say the son of the living God? Because the Father's invisible spirit. The son of the living God is the father revealed. He's the image of the invisible God. He's expressed image of his singular person. You want to see him? Well, look at Jesus. He's the father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. There is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. First Timothy 316. There is John 14. Uh, you've seen me. You've seen the father. Uh, the words that I speak are not mine. The father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently me. He's the one doing the works. He's the one healing sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, and dumb tongue, or lame walk, a captive going free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. But most people are offended in him. Because they do not want to give Jesus, the Son of God, the glory of the Father. And it will in the last days. For every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jehovah, God Almighty, to the glory of the Father. There Christ is that spirit. All the Old Testament prophets search diligently until the grace that should come to us. Searching what, what manner of time, the spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that spirit. When they spoke, prophesied beforehand, spoke beforehand of the sufferings of Christ. So Christ is going to make himself a body of flesh and blood. It's not Christ, Jr. It's Christ. Christ, the man is Christ, the spirit. And there's your revelation. Whosoever believe that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. First, John five, one. And that Christ, whosoever believe that Jesus is that Christ That doctrine of Christ is that you believe that Jesus, the Son of God, is the Father revealed. He's the Christ, the Spirit, that would be revealed in the days of his flesh in a body of flesh and blood. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Who's a liar but he that, that denieth that Jesus is the Father? For Christ is the Father. Who is a a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, El Shaddai, Elohim, Jehovah Lord. He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because the Father is Christ, that spirit, and the Son is that Father revealed. You denied both the Father and the Son because there's only one spirit there. He that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. There's your Christ. That's the foundation. But he's going to build his house upon that foundation. What is that house? What is that full grown? Not just little children. Not just young men, but fathers in the last days. What is that? What is the work of the ministry? And that's what we're focusing on in this podcast. For those that have an ear to hear, because we're not talking about buying a house or a car or some property. We're talking uh, our land or whatever, an investment. We're talking about your eternal soul. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. A heaven to gain and a hell to shine. We're talking about an eternal glory that can be obtained through the word of God, being led of the spirit of God unto the perfecting of the saints and to the knowledge of the son of God are missing that mark. And Paul put it this way in Hebrews four, take heed lest they promise slip any of you, you should come short of entering into his rest. If Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken to them another day. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. We don't want to miss that. What's that work of the ministry? Watch how you build thereon. you got to build that house. It's got to be upon that rock, that foundation. If it's not, the house will fall. No matter how much you understand end time events, eschatology, no matter how much you understand uh, family principles and the uh, principle, principles of God through this gospel. If it's not built upon that foundation when that time comes and the flood comes and rains and it beats against that house and the storms and these last day judgments of God, it will fall. But those that go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ that literally come to the fathers full grown not, not babes desiring they sincerely milk of the word that they may grow thereby, which are unskillful in the word of righteousness, not just little children because of your sins are forgiven for his namesake. Acts two thirty eight, born of the water and the spirit. And you've known the father. You know that Jesus is the father of glory, but you've gone on there higher. I run to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. You've done the will of God. How did you do that? Well, you didn't just take one verse. You search out of the book and read, not one of these things will fail. Oh, that my people were wise, that they would understand their latter end to the law and to the testimony, testimony of Jesus, to the law, what law? The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 8. To the law and to the testimony. If any man speak not according to this word, it is because there's no light in them. We have to go all the way to, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Jesus is going to present to himself a glorious church without spot or blemish. Perfect in all our ways. Coming to perfection that we may be presented blameless at his coming, both spirit, soul, and body. This can only be done through obedience to the truth by leading of the Holy Ghost. No other way. So therefore, this grace, Matthew in Romans 5. Grace reigns through righteousness. Jesus has already came for the Father. Death, burial, resurrection, went back to the Father, sat down with the Father in his throne. Now the forerunner has already entered in. We must do as he did. We must do the will of God. We must uh, be presented blameless at his coming. Into the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. God having provided some better thing for us that they, all the ones that died in faith having never received the promise should not be made perfect without us. When God perfects this body all the way to the measure of the statue of Jesus it will perfect the whole body of Christ the ones that died in faith having never received that promise. Jesus said that in these last days he was going to seal his people in their forehead that's the mind of Christ. But it is higher, a higher glory than young men. First John 2, verse 12 through 14. I write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you. You've overcome the wicked one. You've obeyed in faith. You've sought the will of God for your life. You've found that will, and you've done it in obedience. Because in Romans 6, it says, Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are ye the servants to whom you obey." Whether of sin unto death. Well, somebody said, Well, I've got the Holy Ghost. Yes, but you must obey it. You must do good. Him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him that is sin. Or of obedience unto righteousness. Walking in Jesus' footsteps for the place and obtaining the place that he has prepared for you and me. That's only through obedience. As many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. It requires obedience. How do we do the will of God? How do we know that we do the will of God? God worketh in you both the willing to do of His good pleasure, not ours, His. We must die, deny our own self will in order to do the will of God. And that's through the cross. Made in fellowship, know Him in the fellowship of His suffering that we might be counted worthy of the resurrection. That is coming into the measure, of the statue of the fullness of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man, to the measure, of the statue of the fullness of Christ growing up in him in all things, not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but being established in the truth. Not just one verse, the truth of the preceding word of God. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, blood flow. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. It requires us walking in the light. So how do they, they know to do the will of God? Because in Romans 12, when I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now many that have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and have the Holy Ghost, born of the water and the Spirit, Acts 2.38, still think that that's all there is to it, not realizing they must go on and do the will of God and whatever the Spirit has led them, the Holy Ghost has led them, to do, they must do, they must obey. You'll find that in Matthew 7 in in the Beatitudes in the Constitution. Of the kingdom of heaven, what constitutes the kingdom of heaven? The bylaws of the kingdom of heaven. In revelations, in revelation, we find that Jesus, whenever these judgments come, that many at that time will die. We send to the fifth seal. Souls of them were slain for the word of God, the testimony which they held, and they said, "O Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before Thou avenge our blood upon them that dwell on the earth?" Well. They tell you that you've already been raptured out in Revelation 4.1, but that we find in Revelation 6, under the fifth seal, that those souls are dying there for the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. That is the present truth of the word of God. We find that white robes of righteousness were given to each one of them. They cried out to the Lord. O Lord holy and true. How long will it be before thou avenge your blood upon them that dwell on the earth? How long will it be before you judge those that have killed us? And it said. White robes of righteousness. Given to each one of them. Spirits of just men made perfect. Then it was said until your brethren. The fellow servants of God. Until your brethren that should be killed as you were should be fulfilled. In other words, there's other, other members of the church in the fellowship of his sufferings that are going to die too. Then that is supposed to be well after the so-called rapture of the church. Will there be a rapture? Sure. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 17, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together and to meet the Lord in the air. Here's your rapture. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. They thought that's pre-tribulation rapture, the imminent return of Jesus. But Jesus, Jesus stated that immediately after the tribulation of those days, the great tribulation, a time of trouble, such it was, never, uh, such it was a nation, neither shall ever be again. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, so the sign of the Son of Man appear in heaven with power and glory. And at that time, he will send his angels to gather together his elect. And that is in Matthew 24, Mark 13, from one of the earth to the end of heaven, all the ones that are in the Lord Jesus Christ will be gathered, that is your rapture, when? Immediately after the tribulation of those days. And we find there in that fifth seal in Revelation 6, until your brethren, your fellow servants, that should be killed as you were, should be fulfilled. That means in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, that you're going to be hated of all nations for his name's sake, and some of you shall they put to death. Jesus said so in John 16, 1. Behold, I forewarned you that you should not be offended. For the day will come they deliver you up out of the synagogues, out of the churches. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he did God a service. Why? Because they don't have the revelation of Jesus. This they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You're looking at him. John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins. So we have a long way to go in the church for the present truth to build upon that rock, the true Christ, the true Jesus, the real Jesus. Now, for those that are willing to go on, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but you transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is acceptable, perfect will of God for you is. How do we know that? God worketh in you both the will and do of his good pleasure. Well, who's the mediator? It says in there in Romans 8 no man knows how he ought to pray. Romans 8 23 26. No man knows how he ought to pray, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with grottings that cannot be uttered according to the will of God with grotings that cannot be uttered the spirit itself. Who's your mediator? The spirit itself. Who is that spirit? The Lord Jesus Christ, the man Christ, Jesus, the first man, Adam was made a living soul. First Corinthians fifteen forty five. Who's that last Adam? Who's that last man? That last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Small S-P-I-R-I-T. That's the man that saved you through the shedding of his righteous, holy blood. Now go on. You've got to obey the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of the Son, which is the Spirit of the Father, one and the self-same. There's only one Spirit of God. Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Why? Because Abba, Father, Daddy, Father is... The son, one of the self-same spirit. How do we get it? No man come with the father except by me, Jesus said. Say me, you've seen the father. So what is this last day work of the ministry? Well, then after you've done that will of God, you have need of patience that you may receive a full reward. And let patience have a per- perfect work. You have done the will of God. The word of God has strong in you. You've overcome the wicked one. Then there's one more level of glory. There's one more step in a higher glory. You've been in godliness. Now you add to your godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. And these feasts of charity. Charity, that charity is not just love. They said it's love. No, it's not just love. Charity is a love for God based in doing his will. I can love, I can say I love God, but if I don't do the will of God, then I haven't kept his commandments and only those that love God will keep his commandments. Therefore, charity is the last level of glory. The fathers, not, not newborn babes, not little children, not young men, but fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. Who are the fathers? I write to you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. 1 John 2, 12-14. That's the final stage of glory. The final step in glory. Growing up in him in all things. What? All truth. All things. Not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And that is through the sealing of the servants of God in their foreheads. It's the mind of Christ. We must know these things. How do you get them? The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, John, to show unto his servants. What? Revelation to the servants of God, things that must shortly, must shortly come to pass. The things are the things of faith. Now, the words of the book of this prophecy, and you must have the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, to understand these things, because the testimony of Jesus is the faith. That was once delivered to the saints. God is revealing that to his people now, to those that have an ear to hear. What are those things? And that's what we're talking about now. These things are the things growing up into the final, final stage of glory. From glory to glory until you meet the reached the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, for whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate, to be conformed to the image of his son. Those that, then, that he predestinated, them he called. Then that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified, to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, not to somewhat less of an image, but to the image of Jesus Christ, a glorious church without spot or blemish, the bride that has made herself ready, And Jesus will put in the sickle and reap. But only those that have come unto perfection. Not just believe in one verse and stay in the little children. Not just young men. Because you've got uh, the word of God in you. You've overcome the wicked one. You've walked by faith. Not by sight. But you've gone one step higher in glory. You see, God God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power might be of God, out of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit. Who's the Lord? Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Every needs to go bow that Jesus Christ is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. To the glory of the Father. Not to the glory of the Son. The glory of the Father. We all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image, not a lesser image, the same image of Jesus Christ from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We've got to get this gospel out. Not part, partial gospel, the gospel. And the gospel of the kingdom. What kingdom? Coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And that's the last day message that will be the everlasting gospel being preached to all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. And that he that overcometh to the end, the same shall be saved. Jesus said, I'm with you even to the end of the world. Amen. Matthew 28, 19. Even into the end of the world. Not before then, no pre-tribulation rapture. To the end of all things. There, Jesus has told us we must be conformed to his image. Be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus said that in the days of his flesh. Why? Because he will be perfected and glorified. He said, tell that fox the first day, second day I work, I walk, and in the third day I shall be perfected in that third day. And we will be perfected in the third day as his body. And we find that in the third day, God said, "I'll raise you up, and you will live in my sight." If we follow and know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning. He will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter rain in the first month. The former rain, Book of Acts, the latter rain coming there in these last days, the last great rain of His strength, the Perusia, Jesus coming. In his body. Not the rapture. But the last three and a half year. Reign in the work of the ministry. Of Jesus Christ. In the crucifixion Psalm of Psalm 22. Jesus said. There will be a generation to be counted for the seed. That's a terminal generation. That's the last generation. That will come to the measure of the stature. Of the fullness of Christ. It will be a generation of Jesus. It will be the generation of Christ. In Matthew 1. Fourteen generations from Abraham uh, unto David, fourteen generations from David to the carrying away into Babylon, fourteen generations uh, uh, from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ. Notice that that forty-first generation is Jesus, Jesus, that uh, of whom was born of Mary, who is called Christ. Jesus is the 41st generation, and who is called Christ is his last generation, revealing him, the 42nd generation, the Christ generation. That shall be counted for the seed, the seed, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The sealing is now for those that have an ear to hear. The sealing is now, which is the mind of Christ in their foreheads through the word, through the leading of the Holy Ghost. This is the truth that God is now revealing that has spoke to us as his servants, as ministers of his. We're shine boys. We pop the rag, shine your shoes for us to obtain this salvation, this final glory that is of fathers. I write to you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. What are those fathers? They're the ones that are full age. They're weaned from the milk. Have their senses exercised thereby that they can discern both good from evil. These are the ones in the last days that are going to believe his word and carry out the work of the ministry in preaching the everlasting gospel all the world for a witness and all nations. I want you to tune in to the podcast. We're going to get into specifics of what this work is, how it will be obtained, what we have to believe in order to be sealed in our foreheads. It is the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ until the knowledge of the son of God. That knowledge is not gnosko, not knowing him after the spirit, not knowing me after the flesh, but after the spirit, but it's a higher glory than that. It's epi gnoscō That is coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Epi higher knowledge. And when that which is perfect has come, that final step of charity. That charity that shall cover a multitude of sins. These are spots in your feast of charity. Why? Because they don't say that you have to go on to perfection. They tell you that you're saved already and you don't need this word. You don't need this truth. There are spots in your feast of charity. The feast of charity is the feast of glory. Telling you that you cannot come to a perfected uh, body of Christ. You can't come into perfection. There's spots in your feast of charity, Peter said. These are the ones uh, that are negative. Said, oh, no, no, you've got to sin a little bit every day. No, friend. God's doing a work now. He's sealing his people in their forehead through the word through receiving and believing in his word, bringing his body together. Somebody said, well, I'll stay in this, this Trinity church over here and I'll follow you, Brother Beard, or I'll follow this truth afar off. No, you won't be in it. You've got to forsake all of that in Babylon and come you out of her, my people. Touching out the unclean thing, you can't be as Achan and hold on to a few Babylonian garments. Well, I don't, I'm not fully clothed with Christ, but I'll still have a few Babylonian garments and a wedge of gold that I'll bury. I'll hide that in my heart. No. God in that last day said to you, literally, get the sin out of the camp, and Achan was stoned with all his household. We cannot do that. We must go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus, seal the service of God in their forehead. That is through the word of God, by the Spirit, by the Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth. We're going to go into specifics of what these feasts of charity are. Because after you've added to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, then you come to uh, brotherly kindness and then charity. And charity is the bond, the guarantee of perfectness. Charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because it's obedience to the truth, the present truth and the flowing truth from the throne of God to his people believed and received and done doing the will of God blessed in all their deeds. Not a hear of the word but a do of the word. We must receive this truth now. The Lord has commissioned us in that last visitation from him in the 19th of January, 2019, to seal the people of God in their forehead. We must bring this truth to you. The body of Christ must come together. Are we some great apostle prophet? No. We're servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pop the rag shine in your shoes. We're to your servant. Give us a call, DennisBeard.org, sailinggodspeople.org Let us hear from you as we bring the body of Christ this word that will join bone to bone and then the Lord will raise up this great army as one man Christ the head we the body of the Christ uh, tune in to the different podcast as we go into these feasts of charity what is this charity when that which is perfect has come there's faith hope and charity the grace of these charity when that which is perfect has come all these things the knowledge in part the, the knowledge that we have in part will be done away with then we will know, even as we're known of him, that's the final step in charity, growing up into Jesus in all things, the things of faith. We will be going into these in detail in the work of the ministry that must be believed through the word of God by the leading of the Holy Ghost to bring his body into the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. Don't mess us, neighbor Tune into the podcast. We're coming here daily. Let us hear from you. Have questions? We'd love to hear from you. Reach us at DennisBeard.org or sealinggodspeople.org. Well, tune in daily. We we'll get into the sealing of God's people in the forehead, the mind of Christ, what it's going to tell, the work of the ministry in detail in the seals, trumpets, and vials in this revelation of Jesus Christ. Not the revelation of the Antichrist, but the revelation of Jesus Christ, his glory in the famine, Pestilence, sword and noisome beast, these earthquakes in diverse places, uh, these these uh, uh, plagues and pestilences in the land that will soon be more than just a uh, rain here or a thunderstorm, a tsunami there. It'll be all these things coming to pass. God's warning us now. We're seeing the plague. We're seeing a forerunner of it. In COVID 19, in the coronavirus, in these tornadoes going through the land, in these uh, locusts hitting Africa. We're seeing it now, but we're going, it's going to be multiplied. The magnitude of it will be greater. For those that have an ear to hear, hear the word, and you will be able to stand through these times, these evil days uh, that will come upon the earth to try the earth. Oh, earth, earth, earth hear you the word of the Lord. Well until the next time tune in we'll be getting into it in detail. The feast of charity that's the final feast there you find it rejoices in the truth we'll be getting into the truth what is those things what is the truth of those things that we must know in order to be sealed in our foreheads with the mind of Christ in those great things that God will do in the last days when he does his work his great work bring to pass his act, his strange act, the consumption of people, overflow in righteousness, and not doing this work, cutting it short in righteousness. And there he will reap us, put in the sickle, and reap his harvest. We're at those days now. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus, sealing God's people. God